This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. The song of Asian believers filled with God's holy fire. Yeah. It's every tribe, every tongue, every nation. A love song born of a grateful choir. It's all God's children singing glory, glory. Hallelujah, he God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, he reigns. Come on, let's sing that verse again. It's a song of the redeemed, rising from the African plain. It's the song of the forgiven. Drowning out the Amazon rain The song of Asian believers Filled with God's holy fire Yeah, It's every tribe, every tongue, every nation A love song born of a grateful choir all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, he reigns, Jesus reigns. It's all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, he reigns, he reigns. It's all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, he God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, he reigns. And all the powers of darkness trembled at what they just heard. And all the powers of darkness can't drown out one single word. It's all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, he reigns, he reigns. It's all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, he Brian, you take it. Hallelujah. Let it, Brian.
Come on, sing in the powers of darkness. And the powers of darkness tremble at what they just heard. You worshiping God. And all the powers of darkness can't drown out a single word. Somebody worship the Lord this morning. That's all he wants from you this morning is to worship him. Worship him. 
Uh, the Bible says you were created to commune and to worship with him. Than Jesus' blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame But wholly trust in Jesus' name Come on, sing out My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame But wholly trust in Jesus' name Christ alone, cornerstone Weak made strong in the Savior's love, through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of all. When darkness, when darkness tries to hide His face, I rest in His unchanging grace. Through every high and stormy gale My anchor holds within the veil My anchor holds within the veil Christ alone Cornerstone Weak made strong in the Savior's love Through the storm He is Lord Lord of all Come on, Christ alone Christ alone Cornerstone Weak made strong In the Savior's Yes, Lord.
out. He is. Lord of all. Yeah. He is Lord. go. Lord of all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Bless your name, Father. Can you do it again, Brian? My eyes are 
eyes are on you. Let's do the verse. Verse, verse, verse. Keep going, come on. So let go my soul and trust in him. The ways and when still know his name. So let go my soul and trust in him. The ways and when still know his name. So let go my soul and trust in him. The ways and when still know his name. The ways and when still know his name. Come on, sing it out. It is well yes. with my soul. Yes, Lord. It is well with my soul. Yes, it is well. It is well with my soul. Yes. Yes, declare, 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 
say I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loved me and gave himself for me for greater is he that is in you than in he that is in the world and remember what I have said that I am able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask think or imagine according 
to the power, my power, that is at work within you. So rejoice. Rejoice. Lift up your head. For the King of glory is here in your midst. And He will see you through. Hallelujah. You have the blood to guarantee it. You have my name. You have my word. Oh, hallelujah. It is finished. It is finished. To him that believes, it is finished. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Father, we thank you. Thank you for your promise. Thank you for your work. Thank you for the mighty spirit of the living God that lives within us. Lord, we declare there's nothing too hard for you. And all things are possible to him who believes. And we believe. We believe in the name of your Son. We believe in the promises of God. We believe in the blood of the Lamb. We believe in the Spirit of the living God who is at work on our behalf. Thank you, Lord. Now, Father, we pray for our nation. We thank you, O God, that your Spirit is at work in our nation. And we declare to the powers of darkness that you have no place and no power and no authority in our nation. We bind your hands in the name of Jesus. We declare your plans against this nation come to naught. In the name of Jesus, every plan exposed, every work of darkness exposed and revealed. Father, I thank you. No weapon formed against this nation will prosper, O God. Against the body of Christ, it will not prosper. Oh, the blood of Jesus covers your people. Your angels surround them, O God. Father, you're at work in our nation to bring salvation and deliverance, O God. We declare it so. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, you're at work in our nation. You're at work in our nation reviving salvation, healing, deliverance, putting the enemy to flight. Oh, according to our faith, oh God, may it be done in this nation. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now you just take a moment. You just lift up your family or whatever needs on your heart right now. Father, we lift up our personal needs right now. Father, I thank you that you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we need, oh God, in our life. Father, whether it's salvation for family members, whether it's deliverance from sickness and disease, whether it's deliverance, Father, from a financial setback or need, whatever it is, I thank you, Lord. We just lift it up to you right now. Lord, you said that when we pray to believe that we receive and it shall be ours. Thank you, Father. Now let's take a moment and just believe God. Just thank Him. Just thank Him in faith. Thank Him for the answer. Thank Him because it's yours now. Thank Him because He's heard your, your prayer. Thank Him. The answer is on the way. Father, we thank You. The holy angels of God are released right now. Our angels are released to go and to cause, Father, the things we prayed for to come to fruition, O oh God. The doors to be opened. Favor to be granted. Oh, breakthroughs, promotions, oh God. We thank You for it. We thank You for it. The heavenly angels, the heavenly host at work on our behalf. Thank You, Father. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name.
The name that is above every name. The name that is above every need of our life. That name that is above every circumstance in our life. Thank you, Lord. The enemy is under our feet. The enemy is under my feet. Say that with me. The enemy is under my feet. Let's say that again. The enemy is under my feet. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. For you're in the place of miracles, says the Lord. You're not in the place of lack. You're in the place of miracle provision. You're not in the place of sickness and disease. You're in the place of healing miracles. Oh, you're not displaced. You're in the right place. For I placed you in my son and seated you in heavenly places. You're exactly where you need to be for the miracle you will surely see. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. For we're not looking at what we can see, says the Lord, but we're looking at what is unseen. The unseen realm where I live, where the angels live, where the miracle-working power and the storehouses of heaven are available to you. So reach out and take. Reach out and take whatever you need. There is abundance. (laughs) There's more than enough. There's more than enough. There is no lack in my kingdom. There's more than enough. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now, Father, we just reach out into that storehouse of your provision for this church, Passion Church. God, we're believing you for a place, a facility, a building, a place for Passion Church. God, you know I got my eye on a place. Oh, it's going to take your provision. It's going to take your favor. It's going to take the moving of your spirit. It's going to take the faith of your people at Passion Church. It's going to take our obedience. Oh, but you're more than enough. You're more than enough to deliver it in our hands. Oh, you're more than enough. You're more than enough, that building. Father, I just claim it in the name of Jesus. Oh, set aside for the kingdom. Set aside for Passion Church. Set aside for our future. Set aside, oh God, for our vision. Set aside for your purpose and place for us in this city and community. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. No one like you, Lord. Oh, we love you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, have your way, have your way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Anybody here, you have a, maybe a word from the Lord or something stirring your spirit that would encourage us? If you, will, if you do, just come down here and we'll let you share that. Don't be bashful. Thank you, Lord. This is the time for God to encourage His people. Pastor, you got something Rest, 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 rest. I am with you. Rest, 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 rest. I am with you. I am here with you. So rest in what I say. Put your heart on what I tell you. Just rest. I'm with you. I will show myself strong on your behalf as you trust in me. So just rest. Because I'm with you. So rest, 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 rest. I am with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I receive that. Hallelujah. I feel the peace of God. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Give God good. He's so good. Listen, Passion Church, the best is yet to come. I believe that with all my heart, the best is yet to come. You know, sometimes we, we find ourselves in uncomfortable places. But you know what? It's all about perspective. Because we're not in a place of lack. We're in a place of provision. If I never had a need, I'd never see God provide Here's the thing. It takes more faith to get out of the boat than to stay in the boat. And every time, you, you mark this down, every time God wants to do something fresh in you in your life or in us as, as a people, He's going to tell us, okay, you're going to have to do something different. You're going to have to stretch. You're going to have to do something you haven't done before. You're going to have to reach out beyond where you've reached before because that's the place where you're Faith increases 
and God's provision and God's purpose is falling. Amen. God's got a new address for you. He does. He's got a new address. In, in the natural and in the spirit, there's a new place for us. There's a new place for us. Grab hold of it. Absolutely. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, amen. Well, you can be seated in the presence of God. Thank you, Lord. Well, we need times like this, don't we? You know, may not be every Sunday, but there are times when we need this. God knew we needed it. You know, we need to be encouraged in the things of God. You know, if you think about it, you can you can put the lights up, guys, if you want to. If you think about it, you know, <clears throat> when Jesus track. left and ascended back into heaven, good. he left it with 11 people. 11. 11. You know, man thinks, man, we've got to Boy, if we get 10,000 together, we can do something. You know what I'm saying? But God says, if I can get two of you together to agree in my name, I'll do something. Well, I appreciate all that you do. All that you do. But you know what? I want what God can do more than what I can do. More than what you can do. Amen? Because I've seen what I can do and I've seen what He can do and I like what He does better. <laughs> Amen? Praise God. Well, welcome to Passion Church. We're glad that you're here this morning. If you are here for the first time, we are not crazy. We're just in love with Jesus. Amen? We believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And whatever He has done, He is still doing. He desires to do for you whatever your need may be. God wants to meet it. He's ready and able to, to do exceeding, as He said, abundantly above all that we can ask for. Them. Amen? And listen, <clears throat> I really do have my eye on a property. Okay? But I'm going to tell you what. Only God can do it. Right, you hear me? I said only God can do it. Only God can do it. It's going, to take, it's going to take a miracle from God. It's going to take favor from God. And you know what? It's going to take you being blessed. Are you listening to me? Because it's going to take a financial miracle. And that means you've got to be blessed. Are you listening? Man, you ought to be happy about that. You, that means you've got to be blessed. You've got to move to a new level. A new level of faith, a new level of obedience, and a new level in your finances. Amen? Over in Deuteronomy 8, it says this. It says, it is God that gives you power to make wealth, to get wealth. That His covenant... Why does God want you to be wealthy? Because if you get wealth, that's going to make you wealthy. That's not a dirty word. God's wealthy and He's holy too. That proves you can be both. 
Isn't that right? But he gives you power to obtain wealth what, that he may that his covenant may be established in the earth. With every new move of God, you know, your faith increases, your finances will increase, your your courage and your confidence increases. I'm telling you, every every move I've made advancing in God, that has been the case. Amen. I mean, you know, I walk, I walk, get up in the morning, and I'm pray, I was praying this morning, early this morning, about 5 o'clock. I was praying over the service. I'm walking through my brand new house, and I'm thinking, God, I still can't, I mean, I can't hardly, still can't hardly believe we're here. I built that house, and everything. I didn't even have a job. Shazam. How'd God do that? He's able. That's why. You say, boy, man, if we grow to be 500, then we can get us a... No, listen. Now is the time. Amen? Now is the time, church. That means God, you've, got to, you've got to move to a new level of faith, a new level of obedience, and a new level of blessing. God wants you to move to a new level of blessing. That means if, 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 you, if you have a job, God wants to give you a better job or a promotion or a raise. Or if you own your own business, God wants to bring you new clients. If you, if you sell real estate, God wants you to have a year that just blows your mind. And anybody else that's a real... Anybody, if you're in your own, your own business, God wants to send you a client that will just... People look around and say, wait a minute, how would you get a client, a, a well-known, established client like that? And you're just a small little... No, we're not small. You just, that's because you only you don't see my silent partner. You know, some corporations they got silent partners, you know. They just, you know, they put the backing in there, you know, the investments. Hallelujah. <laughs> Listen, I'm this is not just preacher talk. Listen, this I'm telling you, God wants to do this for you. Now here's the thing. If you don't want in on it, that's okay. We love you anyway. But you know, we need some people to grab a hold of this because what? God wants us to do it. And you know, there's a shelf life on this property. Because if, if we don't grab it, somebody else will. Am I in the right church? <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. As we give this morning, listen, I want you along with the, your, your gift that you're giving this morning, I want you to reach out to God this morning in faith. Say, God, that's, I want what Pastor Norris is talking about. I want to reach a new level. I want to reach a new level in, in my believing, in my, my giving. I, I want to get to where I can be extravagant. I like that word. Extravagant. God was extravagant. He, he gave his best, didn't he? You know, he didn't send an angel with one wing and two crippled legs. He gave his best. He was extravagant. He sent his son, his only son. Not one out of 500, his only son. He was extravagant, wasn't he? And it says that, that Jesus was extravagant in his sacrifice, wasn't he? He didn't just bear the, the sins of the beautiful people, whoever they are. 
or the intelligent people or the rich people. He bore the sins of what? Of the whole world. That's extravagant, isn't it? Doesn't that tell us something about God? About His character? So He wants us to come to that place where what? We can be extravagant. I want to get to that place where I can be extravagant. I remember, I don't know if you've ever heard of Dr. Cho in Korea. He started out with just a few people, but he 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 taught them and encouraged them just like I'm doing you here. And in the process of time, he had millionaires. I mean, they started out sleeping homeless, sleeping on the street, became millionaires. And then they went from millionaires, he had some billionaires. And so he said it got to where if he had a new project, he said they'd all fight over who got to finance it. You know what I mean? Not literally, but... Oh, let me... Uh, oh, Pastor, let me... I'll take this project. No, I'll take this project. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, Pastor, let me give that 100000 Pause. Is this too big? Got toned it down a little. I was going to say a million. Wouldn't that be something? Listen, God can do it. all about the key and what our focus is. Hallelujah. Well, ushers, go ahead and pass out the offering envelopes. A little red and white card for visiting this morning. You can, we encourage you to take one of those, fill it out, drop it in the bucket. We'll reach out to you this week say thank you for being here. You know, the Bible says this. It says, you go ahead and Get your offering ready, whatever you're doing there. The Bible says this. It says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. <clears throat> the whole earth belongs to God. Are you listening? Now, I know you're doing your offering there, but you can, you can do two things. You do it all the time. He says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and everybody that lives in it. You know that there's gold and silver that's never been discovered yet. There's oil that's never been discovered yet. There's inventions that hadn't been invented yet. Come on. Well, God could give you wisdom for a witty invention that could make you wealthy and allow you to give extravagantly to Passion Church so we can do what God's called us to do. Are you listening? Wow. Sandrina. You know, it, Sandrina. if that happened to you, I'm just going to come over to your house and jump up and down and shout with you. Tell, tell my boy to stop playing. I'll be happy as can be. I'd love for that to be you and you and you. And you. That'd be great. It'd be wonderful. You know, some people, they, they can't handle it when somebody else gets blessed more than Bless their heart. But it just, it just thrills me. I see people get healed, people get saved, people get blessed financially. It's wonderful. Because I know this, what God has done for one, He's willing to do for everyone. All that does is encourage me. You go for it. But let's get our faith out there. Let's believe God. Let's, let's advance. Let's don't just look around and say, oh man, here we are, we're looking at AUM, bless our heart, brother. Listen, look beyond that. See beyond that. 
to what God is wanting to do. Amen? Amen. Father, this morning as we give, I pray that our, our faith will be stretched. Our vision will be enlarged. Oh God, that we will hear the voice of God. Father, You will give favor. You will open doors. You will give promotions. Father, You will work in a mighty, mighty way through Passion Church that we might fulfill our part of the kingdom and the vision You've given us for our community. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. Today, we mark today in our spirits, Lord. Today is the beginning of greater things for Passion Church in the spirit, in the natural, and in the financial. In Jesus' name, amen. guys. We're going to have our Andy bring the kids over down right now. Today we want to honor all our veterans that are here. If you're a veteran from any branch of the service, anything, just stand up, would you please, right where you are. We want to recognize and honor you. Stay standing just for a minute or two, if you would, please. Our Kid Life kids, come on yep. down, guys. Don't be bashful. They've, they've put together a little something they want to give each one of our veterans. So to recognize and honor you for your service, we thank you so much. There you go. Just find any, any of these people that are standing here. We want to just say thank you so much for giving of your life, serving our country protecting us, and enabling us to just enjoy every day. You know, it's real easy for us to take things for granted sometimes, isn't it? But I want to tell you what, 
all of the things that we enjoy. I mean, we can, yeah, we can look at, there's some things, there's things wrong in our nation, but I'm going to tell you what, there's a whole lot that's good here still, too. We can worship God. We can declare the gospel. We can live in our homes in safety. We have freedom. We have so much blessing. I'll tell you what. I thought I grew up poor till I went to Haiti. Then I realized I wasn't as poor as I thought I was. We are blessed in this nation. And a lot of that blessing has come because of the sacrifice of our veterans. You know, I, I saw a number the other day that said there's about 20 million veterans right now in our nation. 20 million. And you are a part of that. And we just thank you so much. And what we want to do right now, thank you kids. Thank you, Miss Ann. We're going to pray for you right now. So uh, you that are around, if you can, just kind of stretch your hand towards somebody that's standing. Father, we are so grateful, so grateful, so grateful, so grateful for the heart you put in our, our, our brothers and sisters, these veterans, Lord, a heart to serve their fellow countrymen, a heart, uh, Father, to, to serve and protect and to preserve, oh God, the freedoms that we have here. Because through the freedoms that we have in this nation, oh God, your gospel has gone all, out to all the nations of the world. Thank you so much. Father, you said when we give, it would be given back to us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I pray, O oh God, that, that in, in all of your grace and all that they may need in their life and even over that, that you would cause it to come, be given back to them, O oh God. Their service, their time, O oh God. Father, we just speak peace over them. We speak healing over their lives. We thank you, Lord, that you prosper them and bless them, O oh God, as we do now. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, guys. Give them another hand. We love you. We appreciate you. We value you very, very much. Amen. Hallelujah. Tried to cover that up, but it didn't work, did it? You think it was loud out there? <laughs> well, our series this month is about welcome home. And we talked last week, we shared a little bit about, you know, opening our hearts. You know, we said, you know, uh, at Passion Church, we, we are, we're people that realize, you know what? We've been saved by grace. And yes, we're children of God, we're the righteousness of God, we're all those things. But I'm going to tell you, it was because of God's love and God's grace. And I'm so glad that instead of just condemning us, God made a way for us. And when we talk about welcoming people, we're talking about, first of all, it starts with us, doesn't it? It's how we see people. And we talked about this last week a little bit about how do I see people? And we read where Jesus said he saw people as sheep without a shepherd. Honey, hand me my glasses. They're in the inside coat pocket right there. <clears throat> he said they're like sheep without a shepherd. And he saw them that way. And it says he was moved by compassion. If you can't find it, just bring me the coat. Just bring me the coat. Hallelujah. Y'all just meditate out there while I'm doing this. 
it's in here because I put them in here. There they are. All right. If you would, look at Mark 6.34 for just a moment. We'll open up there. But Jesus saw them as sheep without a shepherd. And that's really, when we, when we look at people, do we see them as sheep without a shepherd? Because it's a big difference between that and just some dirty old sinner. Some rotten old sinner. They're no good. They don't, you know. And we talked about, you remember one time when Jesus was meeting in the Pharisee's house and he was there, you know, and, and all the who's who, you know, in the city was there, all the wealthy you know, religious people and educated people, and they were, you know, in, in this very opulent house of this wealthy Pharisee and everything, and everything's going good, and all of a sudden, this woman of ill repute comes in. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's messing up everything now. It's messing up my beautiful party here. Wait just a minute. I had all this planned out. And then, to top it all off, she had the audacity to come up to the guest of honor, Jesus, and begin to weep and, and wash his feet with her hair. How annoying. We just don't do that in church. We don't do that at the best parties. We don't do that. But Jesus said, leave her alone. He said, her sins, which were many have been forgiven because what? She loved much. Mm. Wow. Don't you know that set the Pharisees on their ear? Wait a minute. You're praising this woman? We know about her. We know where she comes. We know about her reputation. We know all about her, Jesus. But Jesus saw her different, didn't he? Can we see people different than just from the exterior? We see people different from what life has handed them. Can we see them, you know, different from just the fact that they've been a victim? We've been a victim too. I'm going to tell you, sin is a terrible thing, isn't it? It's a terrible taskmaster. We don't need to pile on the sinner. We need to help them lift the burden. That's what Jesus does. People come to Jesus, what's the first thing He does? Knock them over the head? No, He says... All you who are weary and heavy laden, what did he say? Come to me, and I'll add to your burden. No, he didn't say that, did he? <laughs> he said, I will give you rest, 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 rest. <laughs> I like that word, rest, rest, rest. Cease striving and know that he is God. Okay, Mark 6.34. Let me get over there. You're probably there by now. I want to just review just a little bit, pick up from last week. I, I really felt like the Lord gave me this title of Welcome Home because that's the way I want us to begin to see all the people out there that don't know the Lord yet. They're sheep without a shepherd. Jesus said, I have other sheep that, that are of a different sheepfold. They must come in. They must come in. Those people out there that we see on the job, that we see at the checkout counter, our neighbors, different ones that we see on the construction site or wherever they are, you know what? They, you know, they may not be saved yet, but you know what? They may be the ones that Jesus is talking about. He said they're of another sheepfold. 
And I would like to see us, we fill this place up, not with people from First Duda Church or Second Duda Church or whatever church, but I'd rather see us fill them up with people what that are sheep that God has intended to be in this sheepfold. And one of the ways to do that is what? Is we want to put out the welcome mat at Passion Church. You, you are welcome. Okay, so you don't have it all together. I, I don't know many Christians that do either. You might have run into one. If you have, I'd sure like to know who they are because I've never met one. But, you know, we have a relationship with God. God's done something wonderful in our life. But it was His grace. It was His love. It was His Spirit. And we want people to know when we say, welcome home, you're welcome. We don't care where you've been. We don't care what's, what's been going on in your life. We don't care how bad you've messed it up. Because Jesus is able to fix you up. Amen. 6.34. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, He had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So He began teaching them many things. Took, look over in John 10 real quickly. John 10, verse 11, he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So when Jesus said, he saw all these people out there, and he said, they're, they're like sheep in need of a shepherd. Well, we know he was talking about himself, wasn't he? They needed a shepherd. They needed Jesus. And Jesus says, speaking of himself, he said, I am the good shepherd, and and he said, and here's the proof I'm the good shepherd because I will lay down my life for the sheep before they've got it all together, before, you know, they, 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 they've been made righteous, before their sins have been forgiven, before they, they've got all their ducks in a row or however we want to put it. He died for them even when the Bible says we were still what sinners. Wow. If God loves them that way, who are we as though by our own holiness or righteousness we saved ourselves, who are we to condemn them? We help bring them to the shepherd, don't we? That's what we're for. I'm going to tell you what. If I come over to visit you and you meet me at the door with a stick and hit me one good lick, I'm out of there. <laughs> I love you and all, but you know, hey, I'm gone. Isn't that right? Hey, Pastor Norris, come on over. We, we got something for you. I open the door, whack on the head. I'm like, <laughs> but yet, if we're not careful, we can, we, can, we can do that, spiritually speaking, with the church. We can beat people over the head. Well, that's not going to make anybody want to come to the water and drink. They want to get to the door and get out. Amen. And I don't blame them. I'm right behind them. Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> the good shepherd. What are some of the good things of good shepherd? Jesus says the good shepherd. He said, I've come to seek and to save the lost. He said, I've come to seek and to save that which was lost. In Psalm 23, very familiar scripture about the good shepherd. Several things there that, that I'll bring out here real quickly when we talk about the good shepherd. One of the things is he said he, said he guides us. People need guidance, don't they? I need guidance every day. 
Because it's so easy to make the wrong step. It's so easy to make a wrong decision. Because what? We're governed, we're limited in our wisdom and by how we interpret our circumstance. Just like God was saying to us today. See, we see, 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 a need comes into my life and I tend to look at everything. I've got this need. Oh my God, what am I going to do? I've got this need. I've got this need. God says, no, I've got, you've got a provision. You've got a provision. You've got a provision. I'm in the place of lack. No, he says, you're in the place of provision. Because he said, he said of the good shepherd there, he said, he leads me. He said, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not lack. He says, he leads me. There's guidance there. People need to be guided. The Bible says that the God of this world blinds the eyes of the unbeliever. And so they go from, you know, from one crisis to the next crisis, one bad decision to the next bad decision. I know before I came to the Lord, that's the way I was. Man, I, I'll tell you, I, I don't know, I, I didn't do too many things right. I did a whole lot of things wrong. You know, I read this the other day, I think it's true. It says, you know, it says, uh, you don't need anybody but yourself to fail. But you need a whole lot of help to succeed. I think that's about right, isn't it? And so I was, I was being a, a really good failure all by myself. But you know, it took a lot of help, the help of Jesus, the grace of God, to put my life right and to keep it right. And this is what we're saying when we see people. So it's about guidance. He said it's about feeding. He said he leads me in the pastures where I need to be fed, where I need to be watered, where I need to be protected. There's one word that really sticks out there, and that's the word restore. He restores my soul. God is a God of restoration, isn't he? Now, Chris, you've probably restored a few pieces of furniture in the process of time, haven't you? Probably some of you else have too. But you know, the thing about restoration, let me just give you some words about it. You know what? First of all, restoration, this word means to recover. You know what God's out? He's out to recover His people. Are you listening? Those people out there that don't know the Lord yet, listen, they're sheep looking for a shepherd, looking for a sheepfold. You know what they are? They're people that were made in the image of God. And God's out to recover them. The whole reason for Calvary was what? That we might be restored into right fellowship with God. Isn't that right? And God's wanting to do that with all those we come in contact with. He's wanting to do that. And all of a sudden we see them as someone, what? Who needs to be recovered. Who needs to be recovered. It also means to refresh. You know, you, uh, uh, you know, in the technology age, you know, ever so often, you know, you need to refresh your screen there. You know, you just hit that refresh button and, you know, and everything gets set back in its proper settings, its original settings. Everything gets set just right. And, you know, when we come to God and He makes us new, you know what He's doing? He's refreshing us. He's restoring us back to our original place as children of God in right relationship with Him, heirs together with Jesus Christ, that's the refresh mode, if you will, for man's life. And he wants to recover, he wants to restore, he wants to refresh. It also means to reverse. God wants to reverse the curse. When man sinned, he was separated from God because of his sin, and also all creation 
was un- put under a curse because of man's sin. But when we come to Jesus, not only does He refresh us, restore us, recover us, but He wants to reverse our life. He wants to reverse their fortune. He wants to reverse the curse of sin. Instead of fear, peace. Instead of condemnation, love and acceptance. Instead of lack, a full provision. Instead of being separated from God, now we are joined together with God. Wow. What if, what if that's really the gospel message? What if that was the message we gave people? Instead of, you big old ugly mean thing there, you better get right quick or God's going to send you to hell. <laughs> well, I got news for you. If somebody had told me that, I wouldn't, didn't grow up in church, I wouldn't know how to get right quick. I would probably have got right up in your face quick. <laughs> but I, I don't know. What do you mean get right quick? No. Talk to people in, in real language that they understand. Listen, God, God wants to restore you back to fellowship with Him. He wants, to, he wants to reverse the things that are bad in your life. He wants to give you peace where you've had fear and anxiety. He wants you to be able to lay down at night and sleep and just have that peace that you know, you know what? God's got it. My life is hid with Christ in God. God's got my now. God's got my tomorrow. God's got my future. God's got my eternity. No matter what comes against me, I'm not in it by myself anymore. The God of the universe, He loves me. He's with me. He's going to see me through. Man, who's going to refuse a deal like that? It'd be like me showing up at your house, say, look at here. I got a brand new Cadillac right out here in the in the driveway, brand new, here's the keys, oh no, I really don't think I should take that, come on, there's some people like that, bless their heart, I know some Christians like that, God wants to bless them, they won't let him, do you know that, that God will only do for you what you let him? Because if God just made you receive something, He'd just make everybody get saved, and that'd be it. No. See, we have to what, receive what God wants to give us. And see, that's the reason we need to go tell people, listen, this is what God wants you to have. This is what God's already provided for you. And I say, yeah, but you don't know me. I don't deserve it. I know none of us did. You still get it. That's the good news. You didn't deserve it, but you still get it. (laughs) Oh, you holy people, it don't mean much to you. (laughs) Real quickly, uh, turn over to Matthew 5. We've got to hurry along here. Matthew 5, verse 16. Notice what Jesus says here. You know, I think in the church that we need to do some reaching before our preaching. We need to do some reaching out to people before we do some preaching at people. Are you listening to me? Notice what Jesus says here, Matthew 5. This is part of what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, 16. He said, 
In the same way, let your light shine before men. What's this light going to do? That they may see your good deeds, your good works, and praise your Father in heaven. Wow. Let our light shine. What is our light? It's our good deeds. Do something good for somebody. Just do something good for somebody. Amen? Say, well, I, you know, I don't feel like I can preach, and, you know, and, and I, I misquote the Bible, and I, I forget where, what's where, and all that, and I get all confused about the Romans road, and this road, and that, for the spiritual laws, and on my head's a whirl. Just start doing some good deeds. And then when people ask you why, just tell them, because Jesus loves you. How hard is that? And you just continue to love on them. If you're not sure what else to do, just invite them to church. I promise you, after you do that, they'll be more than willing to come to church with you. Amen? Absolutely. And we're going to love on them. We don't care. I don't care. You know, I don't care if they smell. Come on. Uh-oh. Getting, we're going to get down to it here in a minute. We don't care what their background is. Come on. We don't care if they dress just like we are. We don't care. I'm really going out there now. We're going we're gonna to really stretch your love now. I don't care if they got 50 piercings, 25 tattoos, red hair. Have I, have I stretched you yet? <laughs> See, you better make sure this is where God's called you now because we're going to welcome these people. I said, we're going to welcome these people. And here's the thing. You know, we're going to welcome the millionaire when he comes too. We ain't going to treat him any different. We're going to treat the millionaire and the one with the tattoos and the red hair just the same. Just the same. Because remember we said at the foot of the cross, it's level ground. There ain't, there ain't no hills there that you're on and the rest of us are down here. Everybody's equal at the cross. Isn't that right? Everybody's equal. Okay. So reaching before preaching, what I'm talking about, attitudes are the first thing people see. Attitude. People pick up on your attitude real quick. Are you listening? See, some, some of us need to go to an AA meeting. Not an Alcoholics Anonymous, an attitude adjustment. <laughs> an attitude adjustment meeting. I've had to go to a few of those with the Lord. Have you? I mean, the Lord started talking to me, and I said, uh-oh, it's attitude adjustment coming on here. The Holy Spirit... You know, we need to get our attitude right. People pick up on that really quick. Oh, if you start, you start talking down to people, woo, I know you like that, don't you? When people talk down to you, you really like that, so you know other people like it, don't you? No, you don't. Don't you stop nodding your head. You being so holy. Man, you don't like that. You don't like when people are condescending to you. Of course not. It devalues you, don't it? It does, doesn't it? So, you know, 
First thing is our attitudes. First thing people see. The second thing, actions before declarations. We're talking about welcoming people. We're talking about extending our hands this morning, extending our arms, reaching beyond a Sunday morning meeting, reaching beyond our comfort zone. We all have a comfort zone, don't we? You know, and it's good to be there. That's wonderful. But you know what? We have to reach out beyond our comfort zone. The cross wasn't comfortable. When, when he got the 39 lashes with the Roman cat of nine tails, that wasn't comfortable. And so we reach out beyond ourselves. It begins with our attitudes, then with our actions. Because people are, you know, you've heard the, probably the old saying, you know, I, I can't hear your actions speak so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. That's the reason we want to do things like with the Thanksgiving boxes and the Christmas box, shoe boxes and all. You say, well, you know, that, that seems so small. Well, you know, what's small to you can be big to somebody else. I'm telling you, when I was growing up as a kid, I'd, man, I'd have thought, this is heaven on earth if I got one of those Christmas shoe boxes. Holy cow, man. Somebody thought about me and... They're going to give it to me for nothing? Are you listening? And then words. We, so it's attitudes, actions, and then our words. It's a message of grace. Real quickly, real quickly. We're going to have to close with this. Matthew, let's turn over there to Matthew 25. I believe is where I want to look. Let me look at my reference here. Matthew, yeah, 25, real quickly. Let's see how important Jesus thought. Our, our deeds, our good deeds were. Matthew 25. <clears throat> we want to pick up in about verse 32. It says, uh, well, we'll go with 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate the people from one another as a she- shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on the right hand, the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance. Uh, The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Sounds like pretty regular mundane, ordinary, what we call natural stuff, doesn't it? Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when do we see you hungry, feed you or thirsty, give you something to drink? When do we see you a stranger, invite you in, needing clothes and clothes you? When were you sick or in prison and we visited you? Notice what Jesus said. The king will reply, I'll tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. Wow. I say that backwards. Wow. So good deeds do have their place, don't they? Why do we have a prison ministry? This is one reason. Why we're, and, and going forward, we're going to do more. Amen. We want to do more of this. Man, the building I got my own has got a nice kitchen. Maybe we can start a homeless feeding ministry. Clothes closet. Wouldn't be something. 
We fill that place up with saved homeless people, getting their lives turned around, getting a job, getting a home, reaching out. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, for you are cursed into eternal fire. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, you didn't clothe me. I was sick and in prison, you did not look after me. They also answered, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Wow. Paul over there wrote to Timothy, and he said to instruct the people in Timothy's church, he said, he said, be rich in good deeds. To be rich in good deeds. Now, we all know, and I, I believe it, God wants us to be wealthy. By that I mean to have more than enough for your needs and to help others and to help the kingdom of God. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Jesus said this, this, gave this parable. If the blind lead the blind, they're, they're, they're both will fall in the ditch. Isn't that right? If I'm poor and you're poor, how am I going to help you and how are you going to help me? How are we going to help anybody else? I need help. But he said along with that, he said, be rich in good deeds. That's one of the reasons God wants you to prosper is what? So that you can be rich in good deeds. The message says it this way. Listen to that. He said, to those who are rich, he said, do good, be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. Wow. That's what I want this church to be. And when I say this church, I'm not talking about an organization. I'm talking about you. I want you to be rich so that, what, together we can be rich in good deeds. And by the good deeds, people's hearts will be open, and people will come to salvation, and people will come into the kingdom. And Jesus will be honored. Amen? Amen. And you know, and people are going to know at Passion Church, the welcome mats out there. They're going to love you there. They're going to pray for you there. They're going to minister to you there. They're gonna, if, you need a, if you need a meal, they're going to they're feed you there. If you need some clothes, they're going to help you get some clothes on your back. We're going to do that. Amen. In the church I pastored in South Florida, we had a tremendous outreach ministry there to the homeless. Every week we fed them, we clothed them, and we preached the gospel, and we prayed for them. Man, oh man, it was awesome. Man, they come in and fill up that fellowship hall. I mean, they'd, some of them be cut, eyes swollen together. They'd be limping. I mean, you talk about, man, look like around the pool of Bethesda or something, you know. Oh, man, because it's rough out there. Sin's, sin's hard. They don't need anything harder. Sin's hard enough. But wouldn't that be something we can do that? Expand our prison ministry. Reach out to our community. Reach out. You say, well, yeah, but what if, you, what if those people are just trying to take advantage of you? That's God's problem, not mine. You just went over my pay grade. That's like saying, well, I don't think they had received the gospel, so I ain't going to tell them. 
We're not here to determine who we tell or who we show the love of God to. We're just going to show it to everybody. Sure, some might not receive it, but you know what? It ain't going to be our fault. And it's not going to be because we didn't do what God called us to do. Because I'm going to tell you what, when I, we're, we know that every one of us, we're going to stand before God, not for the judgment of our salvation as believers, but we are going to stand before Him for what we did with what He gave us. Are you listening? And I don't be, be one of those where Jesus said, you know, I was hungry. But you were so busy, all you ever did was pray about your own needs. All you ever concerned was about you and your four and no more. I and I know all of you feel the same way. We're bigger than that, aren't we, Passion Church? I know you are. And this is part of our vision. This is part of where God's taking us. This is why I want to get in a facility where we can do what we want to do. When we want to do it, the way God says to do it. Amen. Amen. And I don't have to be on a time frame. And I don't have to, you know, we don't have to come and pack and unpack and do all that. Unless God says to do it, then we'll do it. Amen. Amen. And I I mean, if we want to have something special at 3 o'clock in the afternoon to feed somebody or do something good to somebody, bless God, we can do it. Isn't that right? If we want to have some special meetings and we just, you know, I read over there where Jesus said, when you throw a feast, he said, don't invite those who can, can, you know, give you a feast again. He said, invite all those who can't. Wouldn't that be great? I'd love to have a love feast like that. Just set up the canopies out on the ground, invite all those people who can't do one thing for us, can't put one nickel in the offering plate, just bring them out there, feed them so good, and then just give them the gospel. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be great? Just do that at least once a month. Well, I got to shut up. My time's up. Get a vision. So let me just ask you this, some action points. Who in your world needs a good shepherd? Who in your world needs a good shepherd? Ask God to show you how to to reveal His love by attitude, by actions, and by words. And then finally, seek to grow as rich in good works as you do in material wealth. Use your faith for that too. God, where can I do Because I promise you, you know, Brother Osteen, John Osteen, Joel's dad, he used to say this. He said, get in a church where the pastor has a big vision because it's going to take a lot of money and that's going to come through you. Are you listening? See, I want to get, I want to get back on the radio. Uh, we were on the radio in South Florida, and, and our, we were, our message was going into every nation in Europe. We, we had podcasts and our, our video, YouTube video channel. We were reaching into a hundred different nations. I still got invites in my inbox to Pakistan, to some of the most unusual places in the world. Egypt, people are hearing it. China. Listen, there's so much out there that God wants us to do, and we can do it together. Amen? But you know what? We can start right where we are. We start right where we are. Would you bow your heads just for a moment? Father, thank You today 
for speaking to our hearts, for encouraging us, yes, but also, God, for exhorting us to good works. Father, as we leave this building today, may our hearts be enlarged, may our eyes be opened to see those all around us, Father, that are sheep without a shepherd. And God, may your compassion flow through us as it did through Jesus, that we may be rich in good works, rich in good works, to show in a tangible way by our attitudes, by our actions, as well as our words, the love of God, the gospel, the good news of Jesus, that God loves the world. He loves the hurting, the broken, the down and outer, the up and outer. He loves them all. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you're here this morning and you've never made peace with God by putting your faith in Jesus, I just want to give an opportunity. There might be one here. If you've never done that, I'd like to pray for you. If you just lift your hand so I can see it, I'll pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to do anything, say anything real quickly. I think everybody is home, folks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. All right. Amen. Let me just make a couple of quick announcements, and then I'm going to let you go. Hallelujah. Uh, Our children's choir. Do you know we have a children's choir? Well, you do now. We have a children's choir. They're working on a Christmas concert, December 17th. It's going to be... Sunday morning, uh, or they rehearsing each Sunday morning, but the, the Christmas program itself is going to be here, and it's going to be on the, hold on, I got that information right here, on the 17th, I think, Just no, Sunday at 6 p.m., thank you, is that right? Okay. Also, too, our Thanksgiving outreach, we're preparing Thanksgiving boxes for families in need. Uh, we're supplying at least 10 boxes for families from Bellingraph and also some for our, here. Rosie, are we still, we can still take that? Is she already gone out? She already out. Okay. But we can, we can still take, uh, I know we can still take cash donations. Uh, if you'd like to give a cash donation to go for preparing the boxes, I know, I believe we've got our, at least our 10 for the Bellingraph, but, you know, if we can do more, we'll do more. So uh, you can see Rosie, she'll be out at the, Uh, table on the way out in the lobby. You can do that. Then our Christmas outreach uh, in Samaritan's Purse, Operation Christmas Child. You've got one more week. Next Sunday is the last day of November 19th. You can get information about how to prepare that box and what needs to go in and all out at the uh, information table on the way out. Amen. Well, stand up on your feet real quickly. Went over a couple of minutes, but That's all right. We won't turn into a pumpkin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, church, get your faith and your your in agreement. Get in gear with Cindy and I about this building. It's going to take a miracle. But you know what? That's what God's good at. Man, that's one of His expertise is a miracle. Father, as the people go, I bless them. I thank you that you're at work in their lives and their families. You're going to use them this week wherever they go. Lord, the light of Jesus is going to shine forth in their attitudes, in their actions, and in their words. In Jesus' name.
Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.